You're listening to one of the sermons preached from Shalom Baptist Chapel, recorded at one of our worship services. Let me begin by asking you this question. Do you know why families break? Why do families break? What do you think? Here's what I think. Families break not because of the presence of conflicts, but primarily because of the absence of reconciliation. Yes, that's right. It is primarily because of the absence of reconciliation in the family. Why, why is that so? Because you see, when there is no reconciliation in the family, then even the slightest conflict has the potential to break the whole family. So, what is reconciliation? Reconciliation can be simply understood as a restoration of broken relationship between two, party, two parties or even more into one of harmony and fellowship. Now, however, trying to, trying to reconcile with someone is one of the hardest things that you and I can do. You agree with me? Especially if they are your family members, someone who is very close to you. Why? Because the issue, when they are your family members, the issue, the slightest, even, slightest issue can, can become even more personal and emotional. That's, that, that's family, isn't it? That's, that's the whole dynamic of being a, of being a family, right? It, the slightest thing can be a, a huge thing. That's, that's how family functions. And let's be honest. It's not easy to admit our wrongs when we are wrong. I mean, being human, right? And we don't like to apologize when we are not happy, when we are not happy about the situation or about the conflict. And we definitely don't want to forgive people because of the unspeakable things they said or did to us. Uh, rather, it's, 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 it's so much easier to be angry, right? To remain angry. It's so much easier. It's like, like it doesn't take any effort to, be, to remain angry, right? It's so much easier to, to hate or to give cold shoulder than to reconcile with someone you can't stand anymore. Isn't that true? Given the choice, given the choice to you and me, I can barely think that we would choose reconciliation. But here's the funny part. Here's the irony of you and I being human beings. And that is this. You may not choose reconciliation. You may not want reconciliation because of what has happened to you or what has happened in the family. For example, you may, you may end up saying, you may say that, oh, I'm done with him or I'm done with her. There's nothing I can do. There's, and, and I choose not to do anything about it. Because it's over and I don't care anymore, I am so angry, I'm so upset that I don't want to see his face, her face ever again. I'm done, I don't care, and there's no turning back from here onwards. But listen, you may say that, you, you, and you may be quite resolved about it. But here's what I know about you, because here's what I know about me, and that is this. In spite of all that you have said, in spite of the situation that you have gone through, deep inside you, come on, let's be honest, deep inside you, you wish things were different. You wish things were better, right? You wish the things that happened has never happened in the first place. That's what I know about you. Because that's, no, that's what I know about myself as well. And, and, and think about this, all right? Think about this. 
Stories about reconciliation, right? Stories about reconciliation. Why do they? Why do stories about reconciliation always touch our hearts on a deepest level and impact us in a, in a, in a deep way? Why? Why is that the case? Why, why do we have those goosebump feelings? I don't know about you, but those experiences, you know, why, why do we feel our emotions rise up and we feel so inspired when we watch or when we read stories about reconciliation? One of those moments for me is whenever I watch this movie called, oh, by the way, yes, now you know. Yeah, I mean, some of you already know, right? I, I love watching movies. So one of those mo moments for me is whenever I watch this movie called, I Can Only Imagine. I Can Only Imagine. And for those of you who have watched that movie, you know what I'm talking about, right? I Can Only Imagine. This movie tells uh, the true life of Bart Millard. Bart Millard is the one who wrote, uh, if I'm not mistaken, and sang the song, I Can Only Imagine. He had a terrible childhood. In fact, even after he had grown up, it was terrible because he was extensively abused by his father, both physically and verbally. His mother left home uh, as a result, and uh, eventually Bart uh, left his father, uh, never ever having a thought of returning back to his abusive father. And guess what? <laughs> At that part in the movie, I felt good. I was like, yes, what were you thinking, Bart? You should have left him you should have left him long time ago. You should leave your father to his own misery and go and pursue your own dream. Sorry to those who haven't watched the movie, I'll be the spoiler here. But before his father passed away, Bart had the opportunity and Bart was reconciled to his father and spent the last few moments together having those uh, a lifetime of father and son moments. And every time, I tell you, every time, even though I know the part, even though I know what's going to happen, but every time I watch the reconciliation between Bart and his father, my emotion just shoots up. My, my, I feel so inspired at the deepest level of my being to see such thing, to see reconciliation happening in the family. Even though I know, you know, it's like, okay, the reconciliation part is coming. But as I go through, as I watch, as I listen to their conversations of reconciliation, it, it, it's something at the deepest level of my emotion, of my being happens. Why? Why is that the case? Do you know? Let me tell you, let me tell you why. Because that's what we all long for, isn't it? In the deepest recess of our soul. In other words, it is because we all long for what? Meaningful, loving, and harmonious relationships, especially with our loved ones in the family. You can disagree with me on the view of who made us. That's fine. But you can't disagree with me on this that whoever or whatever made us as human beings, we were made for relationships, right? We were made for relationships. And that is why when you decide to move on with life without reconciliation in your family, you are choosing to decide to live with your life with, with, with relationship deficit or deficiency. So pay attention to this carefully. Pay attention to this carefully because if you are listening today and you are a Jesus follower like me, 
then we cannot live. We cannot live life like this. We cannot live with, with, with that kind of relationship deficit or deficiency with our loved ones in the family. No. And I know, I know, I know that some of you don't like this reminder. Because the conflict, the issue you went through with your loved ones in the family is a nightmare. And, and, and you are still yet to get through that incident, let alone be reconciled to him or her. I know. But, but listen, what I'm about to show you and its implications, they are so powerful and I believe should motivate you and should motivate me to compel us to want to lean more towards reconciliation with others, especially with our loved ones in the family, irrespective of the outcome. But even if you're not a Jesus follower, all right, even if you're not a Jesus follower, I still think you should listen and be encouraged to reconcile with your loved ones. Because, hey, no matter what was done or said to you or to the family, he or she is still your family, is still your blood, is still your loved ones. And deep inside you, like I said earlier, you may not, you may not say it, you may not think, but you wish if things could be different, if things could be better, right? And what if things could, be, things could really be different and better for you and for your family? Because you don't give up trying your best, trying all your way out to be reconciled. So, in his letter, in his letter to the church at Corinth, uh, the Apostle Paul tells us the reason why we should we should still pursue reconciliation in spite of its challenges, in spite of its challenges, and listen, and sometimes even without any hope of reconciliation. Alright? So this is what he says. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. You see, if you decide, if you decide to follow Jesus, He changes you. He is the one who changes you from what you are to what you can be in future in ways unimaginable. And as you would see later, one of the things you can become as, as a new person in Christ is the ability, is the patience, is the courage, is the inspiration to keep pursuing for reconciliation irrespe irrespective of the outcome. So Apostle Paul continues on and tells us all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. All this referring to the changes we experience in Christ that they are the work of God. But here's the point. Here is the point and that is this. God reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. Listen, God reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. And here is an interesting nuance of the word reconcile. And it means this. Two things that don't go together are now put together. Two things that don't go together are now put together. Powerful picture, isn't it? Do you know what that means? Do you know that the implication of that? It means this, that God and us are the two things that don't go together, that cannot be put together. Of course, that wasn't the case in the beginning of humanity. That happened only when sin entered into humanity because of disobedience to God. 
So the question is, how in the world did God reconcile us to Himself through Christ Jesus? How did He do that? How did He do that uh, when we were in the wrong and when what we did was irreversible? I'm telling you, this is where you will discover, this is where you will see God's heart and God's love for humanity. Listen to what Paul uh, tells us. He says that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ. How? By not counting people's sins against them. How in the world did God? Well, by not counting your sin and mine against us. That's how God reconciled us to himself. In other words, God reconciled us to himself, listen to this, in spite of, in spite of our sins against him. So the message of reconciliation is simply this. And this is the reconciliation, not of the world, but this is the reconciliation that we received from God. And this is the reconciliation that God wants us and God is encouraging and challenging us, compelling us to apply it with our issues, with our conflicts in, our, in the family. So the message of reconciliation is simply this, in spite of, in spite of, not because of. What do I mean? You see, God didn't reconcile us to himself because of, because of our confession, not because of our itty-bitty obedience or goodness. God didn't reconcile us because we chose to believe, even though believing part is a big part in, 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 in receiving and in experiencing God's love. But no, God didn't reconcile us because of. No, the scripture tells us that he did. And, and let me say that again, by not counting our sins against us. And that spells out the truth that God reconciled us to himself in spite of our sins, that we were still in sin, that we were still ignorant of our situation, that or we are where we ignore, we neglect, that we are still in sin, and in spite of that, God still chose to reconcile us to himself. So that is the message of reconciliation in spite of and not because of. And, and, and dear church, my friends, do you know the price that God has to pay for that? Do you know the price God paid to make this provision for us? To the price that God paid to make this provision, the, the provision of in spite of. Here it is. Paul tells us, for God made Christ who never sinned to be the sin offering for our sin. So that what? We could be made right with God. We could be made right with God through Christ. God the Father made His own Son, Jesus Christ, to be the sin for our sin. Listen, Jesus not, not, not just willingly, but primarily because of His love for us, took, took our sin upon Himself. And because of that, it cost Him His life on the Roman cross. And... Do you know what was the ultimate what was the ultimate reason for such love towards us? Reconciliation. Yes. Reconciliation. So you see it is not just to forgive our sins but to reconcile us meaning to repair and to restore. It is not just to forgive our sins and that is a huge part and thanks be to God. But we must understand 
that when Jesus died on the cross for us, it is not just to forgive our sins. We must remember the, 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 the big part of why he died for us on the cross. And that is to reconcile us back to God. And that means to repair and to restore. To repair our broken relationship back with God, which was the result of our sin, you see. And to restore us back once again to that loving and harmonious relationship between God and us. Between God and mankind reconciliation yes that was the ultimate reason for christ's utmost love for us and in the same vein christ's utmost love for us for you should be the ultimate reason to compel us to keep on pursuing for reconciliation and 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 this and and this is also uh, the same idea that the apostle paul said in this text right let me show you here it is for Christ's love compels us. For Christ's love compels us. Of course, uh, Paul, said, Paul said that in the context of defending what he was doing in the ministry to the church and to some of the people who were asking about his ministry and why he do why he, why he does what he, why he do what he does in the ministry. But the principle is the same. The principle is the same because Christ's love for us compels us, should compel us, demands us to be reconciled to the people in our family, just as God in Christ has reconciled us back to himself. So, the question is this, how can we as reconciled people dare to choose not to be reconciled to the people in our family? It doesn't matter how bad the situation has been, but how can we how 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 can we dare how can we as people who are reconciled how can we as reconciled people in the first place dare to choose not to be reconciled to the people in our family right that's true isn't it but at the same time i understand at the same time i understand that there are also some objections there are also some difficulties to this situation for example let me just quickly mention three of them uh, along with some uh, perspectives. First, it is too complicated. In other words, it is too complicated uh, for reconciliation. It's, it's too deep. It's so complicated. It's so complex uh, uh, for reconciliation. I believe it is really a complicated issue. I believe the issue that you went through, the conflict that you had, I believe it, it, it would be really complicated some of some of you will be it will be really a complex issue that you go through but you see that's precisely the reason why you need to think about reconciling the more in other words the more complicated or the more messy it is the more the need for reconciliation as a matter of fact you know the you know reconciliation came about you know how why or how reconciliation came about reconciliation came about because of the complications in human relationships with one another and with god as well yeah, that's the thing second it wouldn't work second is uh, we uh, second objections or difficulties is it wouldn't work it, it just wouldn't work because i've tried and it didn't work so it's not worth trying again because it just wouldn't work. Now, did you know that Jesus died for everyone knowing that not everyone will choose to be reconciled back to God, right? And that's what we talked about even yesterday in our Bible study group. Likewise, 
Likewise, you can follow his example and still pursue uh, reconciliation irrespective of the outcome. And if you are really sincere in doing that, then guess what? I am sure that it will surely work. It will surely work uh, something for you or something on you. You know why? Because you can become, I mean, imagine you can become more experienced in pursuing reconciliation. If you keep pursuing, you keep failing, but you keep pursuing. You keep failing, but you keep pursuing because you are inspired. You want to follow the example because you tell yourself, how can I as, as, as reconciled people, as a reconciled person from with God, I must. You keep failing, you keep pursuing. You keep failing, you keep pursuing reconciliation. <laughs> As a result of that, you, you, become, you become more experienced in pursuing and in, in, in knowing how to pursue uh, reconciliation better. As a result, I think you become wiser. I think that's how you become more mature, even in your interpersonal relationships, right? So something, something to think about that. Even though it, it's an objection, it's, 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 it's difficult, it's a difficult part of it. And the third is this. Time will heal. <laughs> Time will heal. We say that, it, well, no need, no need to, no need to pursue reconciliation because it's just a matter of time. You know, just time in itself will heal the broken relationship. We just need to just not. We, we, we just need to stop talking about it and just let time heal. You know, just as we say how time flies, so time heal, right? But no, time doesn't heal or time doesn't change anything. You know that. It is not the time that heals, but it is what we do with the time that will determine what will change and what will, what, what, what will not change, right? So imagine, imagine if Jesus were to wait for us. Imagine if Jesus were to think that, oh, time will heal. It's okay. They're in sin. They're in deep mess. But I think, let them just go through. Time will heal. Time will make them realize how sinful they are. And they will be reconciled back to God the Father itself. So, I mean, imagine if Jesus were to have that mentality and if Jesus were to object, taking initiative to, to reconcile us, thinking that time will heal. We would be doomed today, isn't it? If Jesus were to wait for the time or if Jesus were to wait for us. As a matter of fact, you know that, right? Jesus did something else. Jesus took the first initiative. Jesus didn't wait. Jesus took the first initiative by coming on earth. And he made, he didn't just take the initiative, but at, ultimately at the end, he made the ultimate sacrifice by dying on the Roman cross so that he can open wide the door to reconciliation. So, therefore, here is a choice that I want to leave with you as I come to the close. And that is this, if you really, if you truly desire, if you truly want to see your family situation to become, to be different and to be better, then here's a question that you need to ask, that I need to ask and do it. Whatever comes to our mind, do it. And as you do it, don't forget to do it with much prayer and, and, and much reliance upon the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. And here's the question that you need to ask, I need to ask. What initiatives, what initiatives will I take? What initiatives will I take and what sacrifices will I make to open the door to reconciliation? 
initiatives i mean that's what we need to that's the example that we learn from jesus christ is in it what initiatives will you take today will you take along the way in pursuing relationships for example what initiative initiatives could be what text message or or doing something for them or or starting the conversation or yes sometimes you don't have to talk about the issue but you just mend back the relationship you just pursue in 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 just loving in just caring in just talking and just bringing back the atmosphere and i know it's going to be weird i know but that's what it means to take initiative you see so what sacrifices and what sacrifices what sacrifices will you make your time, your energy, because those are the things it will require, isn't it? And, and sacrifices would even mean uh, being rejected, right? Being denied by your loved one as you pursue. It's like, I don't want it. And then shut the door on you, you know? And you may be even misjudged or misinterpreted and misunderstood. That may be some of the sacrifices that you have to go through. I mean, you know, right? It pays a price for a price, Right? And what you do is what will make a difference in your family situation. What you do ultimately will, will determine whether it opens the door for your family reconciliation. So, church, my friends, is there someone in your family? Is there someone in your family that you need to be reconciled to? Who do you need to reconcile with? Or if, if there is none at this moment, in future, when you struggle to reconcile with someone in your family, with your loved ones, which I believe we will go through such moments, such difficulties, such challenges. When we go through that, or you may be going through right, that, right now at this moment. I want you to remember one thing. I want you to remember this. Remember the reconciliation you have received from Jesus is the reconciliation that is not of the world. You know, it's like of the, the reconciliation in the world, the, the common reconciliation is what you come halfway i come halfway and we meet in the mill and we reconcile i mean that is good and i think that is needed sometimes but you see the reconciliation that you received and i received from jesus is the reconciliation that says in spite of not because of okay like it's not like oh because you came halfway because you admitted because you are admitting so i want to be reconciled with you no but the reconciliation we receive, the in spite of reconciliation is in spite of you not wanting to come halfway, in spite of you not admitting your own fault and your mistake and the piece of your pie, in spite of that, in spite of that, not because of what you have done, in spite of how undeserving you were, you know, God initiated his love and, and made the sacrifice for you and for me. So remember that, that is the reconciliation that you have received, that I have received. And may that inspire you, may that compel you and me to what? To write a story of reconciliation. To want to, uh, want to compel us to, to create, to, to, to do things that will create, that will write a story of reconciliation. And not a story about revenge or about refusal because one day you know you know that because one day you will tell the story you will you will somehow remember the story you will somehow face the opportunity to tell the story 
Or one day, your loved ones will be the one to tell the story. Or one day, others will hear of the story, of your story. And I wonder what kind of story it will be. And today, I'm simply asking you to write. I'm simply asking you to do things that will create a story that inspires everyone, that inspires you, that inspires anyone that hears about the story of your family. And for that, you need to take, I need to take initiatives and make sacrifices just as Jesus did in spite of what he or she has done or said to you or to your family and irrespective of the outcome. We don't wait. It's not because of. Don't wait for them to initiate. Don't wait for them to take, to take the piece of their pie. But in spite of whatever the situation is, we follow the lead. We take the lead from Jesus that in spite of, we want to take the initiative. We want to make sacrifices. And that's how we will create. That's how we will form. We will write a story that will inspire everyone to want to long for that kind of record reconciliation in our family because let's admit it we all want a family that is loving that is harmonious right that's why i said it doesn't matter what you believe who made us or whatever made us as human beings but we were made for relationship and i believe the scripture has the most adequate coherent explanation of who really made us because god the god that we believe is the god who is of relationship who is for relationship i mean he reconciled us he died for our sins on the cross because of his relationship with us that's that's it and and if you choose that if you if you choose to take initiative and make sacrifices just as Jesus did. I believe it may be painful. I'm sure it may be painful somewhere along the way, but I pray for you and for me that it will be rewarding. It will be rewarding at the end of the day, that it will be worth the pain. It will be worth the time and the sacrifices that you make, that I make. Because I believe because I believe that God will honor you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you are, really. It doesn't matter what you believe or what you don't believe. But this God that we believe, the God of the Bible, this God will surely honor you. It doesn't matter who you are. If you decide, if you desire to take initiatives and make sacrifices to reconcile with one another, just as God reconciled himself, uh, back reconciled us back to himself in spite of what we did and how undeserving we were so no matter what no matter how hard it is i implore i i challenge i i i encourage you to always choose reconciliation in your family families are always better and healthier when every family member shows their love for each other through reconciliation and may that be your family may that be my family as well amen and god bless you